amici! Come state? Hey friends! Welcome back to Café Inglese, an English language podcast per gli italiani. Sono Linea and I'm really happy to have you back. Thank you for joining me. Right now it's a fresh autumn morning and I've just made myself a warm cup of coffee and I'm looking out my window at the changes of the trees and on the ground there's beautiful crunchy orange and brown leaves everywhere and the seasons feel like they should be changing but in California it's still really warm. <laughs> it's amazing. It's about 29 degrees Celsius so we're all still wearing shorts and t-shirts outside. It's really sunny. We're all surfing, playing volleyball and reading at the park. I really do freaking love living in California. But for me, at this point, it is even too hot <laughs> for me. I'm ready for it to be a little bit cooler, to get some nice, fresh, cold, brisk air. But for most people around the Northern Hemisphere, the summer has sadly come to an end. I'm sorry. <laughs> And since it's starting to be really cold outside, I'm excited to record some podcasts that allow you to figuratively get out of the house, get out of your city, and into a different landscape, and hopefully to experience something out of the ordinary for you. There are, of course, a lot of similarities between our countries, the U.S. and Italy. We love to eat beautifully. <laughs> We appreciate the small moments with a delicious cup of coffee, meeting friends for dinner and hanging out all night with wine, beer, and dessert. We all love to travel around our own country and we appreciate the architecture and the art of our cities. I hope in these American road trip podcasts that you'll be surprised by how much we share as two distinct cultures. And I hope that the differences will make you excited to come fly here, rent a car, and drive from the West Coast to the East Coast, maybe from New York to California, visiting national parks and big cities and the cute smaller towns along the way. Even though I know you're probably curled up under a nice warm blanket with a hot cup of tea, we can all imagine together that we have just finished packing our suitcases into the car. We've chosen our favorite music, which for me is always Red Hot Chili Peppers, Bob Dylan, and right now also the Black Keys. These are some of my favorite bands that I love to listen to while driving. And I hope you guys are ready to explore the vast United States. Ti piacciono road trips? Americans and road trips are like peanut butter and jelly. Oppure gli italiani e il caffè. Where will be our first stop on the great American road trip? As you know from my previous episode, we'll be checking out the charming city of San Francisco. And just to give you a little taste, There are three words I would use to describe San Francisco. Buzzing, artistic, and trendy. First word, buzzing. 
what is what does this word mean? Uh, since SF, San Francisco, SF, is pretty small, everything and everyone in the city is concentrated together. All the houses are very close together. The neighborhoods are very close together. And by the way, you can barely ever find a parking spot because there are so many people. Everybody lives kind of on top of each other. Is this good or is this bad? I don't know. I think it's kind of cute and charming that uh, everything is just so tightly close together. It's very intimate, uh, but it definitely makes things really interesting. And since there are so many diverse people from all over the world who immigrate to San Francisco for, of course, technology, jobs, innovation, the cultures mix and mash together to create lots of color, style, and designs. Artistic. You feel so much energy and excitement from the cute cable cars to people biking to work to everyone enjoying their lunch outside. So this word buzzing, the word buzz is what we use to describe the sound that bees make when they're making their honey and being very productive. But this analogy for me works for San Francisco. I don't feel like anyone who is lazy lives in San Francisco. If you're lazy, you cannot live in San Francisco. The city is the center of technology and innovation. And people live here in order to work at the forefront of technology. Yes, there are lots of places in the U.S. like this and many places around the world. But San Francisco in the U.S. is especially famous. And since technology is so advanced, it starts to get super artistic. People want to live life in the most artistic way in San Francisco and around San Francisco. We want to have phones and cars and computers with the most artistic designs. So the art is everywhere from tech to food to drinks to the fine arts like modern painting and murals that you find all over the city's walls. So I just picture all of these little bees buzzing, 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 going quickly here and there because everything is so close together and everyone is so excited about getting to their high-tech job. <laughs> uh, so you see them moving this way and that way, going to their jobs in the day and then to the trendy restaurants and happy hour joints for aperitivo. Before we get more into what SF is like and how the city is constructed, I want to talk about the rivalry that exists between two cities in California. As you may know, there are two cities that battle for people's hearts in California. San Francisco and, you guessed it, Los Angeles. But ask anybody who lives in San Francisco, what will they say about Los Angeles? They'll say, Los Angeles, why would you want to live in Los Angeles? It's awful. It's too hot. There's too much traffic. Everything is so spread out. You live in your car. 
It's full of actors and actresses trying to achieve fame and make it to the big screen and everyone only cares about how they look. They're so obsessed with this fake image of Hollywood that they see in the movies that's not even real. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, this is how people from San Francisco talk about Los Angeles. <laughs> I have definitely said something like this about Los Angeles before, but I'm also biased because I live up in San Francisco. Uh, I'm sorry if you love the idea of Hollywood and you're very excited to visit Los Angeles and to go to Hollywood. Uh, I, I don't live in Los Angeles. I, I've only visited one time really. So I, I can't say whether it's really like this or not. I could tell you what to do in Los Angeles because I could do some research, but I kind of, I enjoyed the culture there. There's lots of fashion forward people. Everyone has their own cool style that's very chic or elegante, or on the other hand, very hip hop, the fashion of the streets, which comes from the hip hop and rap culture that's so famous in the music industry in LA. Okay, but anyway, if you ask someone from Los Angeles about San Francisco, what do they say? What do they say about us up here, up north? Well, according uh, to one article, <laughs> I found that there's a lot of stereotypes about people from San Francisco. Why not? Of course there are. So someone said that people from San Francisco are self-righteous hipsters. Whoa. I thought this was hilarious and true. So I'm going to break down these two words, self-righteous and hipster, so that we can get a little bit closer to understanding who are these strange people that live in San Francisco. Okay, so let's break down the first word, self-righteous. What does this word mean? Self-righteous is a word similar to the word pretentious or pretentioso. Obviously, the first part of the word self shows us that this kind of person thinks that they are at the center or they think they're the best or they think they're the right person. The second word, righteous, means that someone is right or justo in the sense that their beliefs or their moral values or i valori morali are better than anybody else's. Now, why do I think it's true that people from San Francisco are self-righteous? Well, San Francisco is historically a place in the U.S. with very liberal views, as opposed to many places in the U.S. that have conservative values. What are some liberal values that people in San Francisco have and that they are very proud of having and that they always want to tell you that they have? One value um, uh, is same-sex marriage and LGBTQT rights. This is an example of not everybody in the U.S. believes that LGBTQT, that is lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, transgender, transsexual, that these people should have the right to get married, 
And there's so much prejudice against these people. And so in San Francisco, what I love about it is that it's the one place in the United States where everyone is like, wow, there's a lot of gay people there. So it's awesome. I really uh, agree with these liberal views. I don't think I'm better than anybody else, but I do think that we should be having these forward progressive views. Okay, so does everybody else in San Francisco. Other liberal views include pro-choice. This is a very important topic in the U.S. right now. Pro-choice means women should have the choice to get abortions and that abortions should be legal for women. It's their body and therefore they get to decide. As you can imagine, feminism is very strong in San Francisco. So please move here if you want to be part of the feminist movement. Um, Many cosmopolitan cities in the U.S. and all over the world share these beliefs, obviously. San Francisco is just a very popular one of them. And so people in San Francisco feel that it is their responsibility to change the world for women, for gay for people who are poor, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so uh, that's one way of thinking about San Francisco. We have very liberal views and we want to change the world and we think we are the best because of it. (laughs) This is what self-righteous means. So you know I'm kidding, Uh, but maybe there is some truth to it. And maybe this is why a lot of people don't like people from San Francisco. Because sometimes they're a bit too self-righteous, but I'll let you decide when you come visit. Okay, the next word in this article is the word hipster. What is a hipster? Many of you may already know this word. You can find hipsters in New York, Chicago, LA, all the big cities. And a hipster is someone who follows the latest trends, the latest fashions, but ones that are not mainstream or not traditional. When I looked up this word to translate it, I found frigatone. Is this correct? (laughs) I have no idea. Frigatone. It says in the definition, giovane che ostenta gli atteggiamenti e abbigliamento fuori della norma. I think this is a good translation. This is what I think we would use to describe hipster. What do you think? What does a hipster look like or act like? Why do people use this word? (laughs) Well, in America, hipsters are usually dressed very trendy, but in their own unique way. They are always making a statement with their clothes, with their hats, with their beards, with their hairstyles. They're really smart. They're super into technology and art and music. And of course they have very liberal ideas. (laughs) So they think very progressively about equality and fairness and that people should be accepted into culture even if you're not mainstream. So, Are we a bunch of self-righteous hipsters? Who knows? Probably. What I do know is that this city does its best to incorporate 
innovation, art, technology, and love into their neighborhoods. So what does San Francisco look like and how does it express the culture of the people who live here? San Francisco looks like a long rectangle right on the coast of the Pacific Ocean. And it creates a beautiful bay so that we are surrounded on three sides by water. That makes San Francisco one of the best places in the United States for sailing, o andare in barca a vela, or any other kind of fun boating activities. Out on the boat, you get an incredible view of the whole skyline with famous skyscrapers on one side and on the other side, you can see little islands with mountains and massive cliffs that you can bring your boat to and hike on for the day. And then of course, you have the red, orange, beautiful Golden Gate Bridge on the other side. So this is probably what I love most about San Francisco. Everywhere you look, there is something different. There's the nature, there's the architecture, there's the skyline with all the skyscrapers. And also there are all these different levels of the city because of the mountains and the hills everywhere, which adds so much character and also make you feel super connected to nature because there's all these parks with uh, lots of massive trees right by the ocean. So what do I like to do in San Francisco to enjoy all of this? It's really fun to rent a bike and make a trip all over the city. It is very challenging though. As you may know, the whole city has streets that go up, 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 and down, 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 like a snake. It was built right on top of hills. No one made it level before putting all the streets and the buildings and the houses. So it looks absolutely marvelous. Just to walk the streets of San Francisco is an adventurous activity, but it is really hard too. So to bike is really wonderful because you could probably do the whole city in a day and you see huge parks immersed in nature with massive trees and grass. Then you're pedaling your bike as hard as you can up a large, large, large incline in the center of town. And then maybe you bike all the way to the marina with the harbor and all the sailboats. You can just do so much in such a short amount of time in San Francisco. It's awesome. If you come here, that is something I absolutely recommend that you must do. Biking all over the city and sailing so that you can get an interesting view of the skyline and the Golden Gate Bridge. Another really cool feature of San Francisco is the two different kinds of neighborhoods that you find. Number one are the trendy, artistic, hipster neighborhoods that have the cutest restaurants, very modern cafes, bars, and the shops are all artisan. Clothes, arts and crafts, coffee shops, everything 
is at the height of innovation. So people can really get specialized in one little aspect and make it super artistic. For example, my friend, Julie, shout out to Julie, introduced me to a restaurant called Stone Mill Matcha. The owners of this restaurant love matcha, that delicious green tea powder that is super popular in the U.S. Many of the dishes and the drinks in this restaurant have matcha inside of these dishes. So they're very refined and artistic and classy with their creations that are so unique. Who else makes something just with matcha? That's pretty cool. But it is reflective of the kind of ways in San Francisco that people are at the height of their special niche or their own little um, place in their artistic world. So if you have a pen and paper, I'm going to name a few of these cool neighborhoods that you may want to visit if you ever come to SF. The first neighborhood is called the Mission or Mission District, the Mission. This is my favorite neighborhood and it's the place that I have spent the most time. I love the coffee shop, Sight Glass Coffee. And there's also another small coffee shop with my name, Linnea, Linnea Cafe. <laughs> so you have to go obviously to Linnea Cafe because it's my name, Molto Buono. Uh, but I love also in the Mission District, the small independent bookstores like dog-eared bookstore. And there's also a huge popular park called Dolores Park, where everyone loves to relax in the sun and enjoy breathtaking views of the whole city, the skyline with tons of palm trees. And there's even a skate park for people who like to skateboard. Uh, but beware, there are a lot of hipsters here in these kinds of neighborhoods. So the Mission is just one neighborhood that I really love. I think that the buildings and the architecture, uh, I mean, in all these neighborhoods is super cute. There's so much color to the outdoor storefronts and to the buildings. You have pinks and greens and blues, and that just makes going to these neighborhoods a lot of fun and kind of an adventure. Reminds me at least, least a little bit more like Italy than other cities in the US because there's so much more color rather than just gray, modern buildings. Um, that's not what I think San Francisco is like. It has a little bit of a more older, colorful quality. Other neighborhoods that are like this, if you want to write them down, they have their own charm. Uh, they're Hayes Valley, North Beach, the Castro, and Pacific Heights. So you also have interesting neighborhoods like Haight and Ashbury that represent the 60s, the 1960s hippie culture, <laughs> where you can find a lots of vintage old clothing shops and record stores. This is like my mom's culture, acid, mushrooms, flowers in your hair, acoustic guitar, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. If you're a hippie, this is a really good place to be. 
And then there's so much diversity that we have another type of neighborhood. This type of neighborhood is based on some place around the world. So we have Chinatown, Little Italy, Japantown, Little Saigon. Saigon is the major city in Vietnam. So Little Italy is a really large neighborhood and there are dozens of Italian restaurants and so many cute little Italian cafes and lots of gelato shops, of course. There is a very rich history of Italians immigrating to California. And I love being able to walk into a gelato shop and order a gelato in Italian because there are a lot of people who speak Italian there. Does it really feel like I'm in Italy? I mean, not really, because in Italy, there's so many more cute, narrow streets with adorable small alleys. Uh, and so I think the construction of the city is not very similar, but it's the closest that I can get to Il Bel Paese. But in conclusion, the, the diversity that makes these San Francisco neighborhoods so authentic and ethnic, and they give you really a taste of that culture, that's why I love San Francisco a lot. Okay, so we're coming near to the end of our podcast, um, and I wanted to ask a question. <laughs> Are there any bad parts about San Francisco? Yes, yes, a million times yes. So many. <laughs> There's so many bad parts <laughs> about San Francisco. Everyone who lives here will tell you yes. There are many things that suck. <laughs> For one, because it's surrounded by the bay, which I told you was so awesome earlier, there's often a gray cloud over the whole city, making it super cold and foggy. It will probably be like this if you come in the winter months. So for me, that's kind of a drawback because you're in California because you want the sun. And then a lot of times if you just go into San Francisco, it's just rainy and cloudy. So beware of that. Another thing is the fact that it's, I think, the second most expensive city in the U.S. It's impossible to get even a super small apartment or a studio for less than $2,500 a month. Okay, so who the heck wants to live here if you're going to live in a shitty little apartment and you're paying so, 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 so much? So that's a big drawback. Um, then there, of course, is the homeless population. There are about 10,000 homeless people in San Francisco sleeping on the streets in tents or in just sleeping bags on the ground. Everyone sees it. It's really a tragedy because of the insane prices of housing and how much it just costs to live, how much it costs to eat dinner. It's, it's crazy. And there's other factors like drug addiction that our, the government has not been able to fix. So that is a huge problem about San Francisco. And like I said, it's really hard to find parking. You drive to go out for a nice dinner and you spend 30 minutes looking for parking. You're like, oh my God, I hate it here. Why am I here? <laughs> okay, but the good thing is that the city is very good for walking, biking, taking public transportation. So just don't get a car. Do not rent a car when you're here. Okay, then everything will be great.
Okay, overall, I love this city. It's buzzing, it's artistic, it's trendy, it's innovative. It's full of interesting people who care about the environment, about human rights. They want to change the world. And the city is constructed in such a cool way. It's right on the ocean with a gorgeous bay and hills that go up and down, cool skyscrapers and tons of things to do and to have fun. There's so much I didn't get to talk about, like museums and other tourist attractions, but I hope this gave you a little glimpse of the culture and the people. So, who knows where we will go on our next road trip. I think we'll get out of California for a little while. We'll come back to LA maybe later, uh, but I was thinking maybe we'll go somewhere more wild and a more nature-filled landscape, perhaps to a national park or some more rural small-town places. Thank you so much for joining me on the Great American Road Trip. If you've been to San Francisco and you want to share your experience, maybe you had a terrible experience and it didn't match anything that I said, <laughs> find me on Instagram at California Inglese and share those with me. And maybe in the next podcast, I will share your story. <laughs> okay. Again, thank you so much. Hugs, kisses. Till next time. A presto. Ciao, ciao.